Go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, if you would. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anybody love his word? Oh, we love his word. And I love kingdom. We have such a balance. We have a balance of the word, a balance of worship. I love it. God is good. Second Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to pick up in verse 1. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. It says, and it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and the others with them beside the Amorites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea and from Syria, and they are in Hazion, Tamar, which is in, in Judea. And Jehoshaphat, he feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now look at verse 25. It says, when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the, pre on the dead bodies, precious jewelry, which they stripped off of themselves, more than they could even carry away. And they were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. I'm going to continue in the topic, and this will be our last week, talking about the year of expansion. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you how you've already moved in this service during that time of worship. We're grateful for your presence that showed up today. Now, God, speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, the year of expansion. You know, God, of course, put in my spirit that we would expand in three areas as a body, not only collectively, but even individually, that number one, God would expand your faith, he would expand your favor, and he would expand your finances. But the, the word uh, expansion, of course, means to enlarge, to broaden, and to develop. That's ultimately what God wants to do. When he's saying, I want to expand you, he wants to enlarge us. He wants to broaden us and make and develop us. But let's look at some things today because I believe that everything comes with conditions. In order for God to expand us, there are certain things that we have to do on our end. And we're going to see here where God even begins to expand Jehoshaphat and uh, Jerusalem and Judea. We see, we just read it, it took them three days to gather the spoils. But let's talk about what happened before they gathered the spoils. Let's talk about how they literally hit a wall, you know, when they knew that the great multitude were coming. Matter of fact, let's pick back up in, in verse uh, 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 2. Let's read the beginning part of verse 2. It says in Second Chronicles 20 and 2, it says, Then some came and they told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming. A great multitude is coming. So automatically, Jehoshaphat is overwhelmed because he knows that he's outnumbered. He knows that the masses are coming. He knows that logically, he's done. Back in the 80s, they used a term called dead meat. Come on, somebody. He knew we're dead meat. There's no way. There's a great multitude that are coming. We are outnumbered. And then look at verse 3. Look at this. Look at verse 3. It says, and Jehoshaphat, he feared. He feared. I, I like this because Jehoshaphat, he, he, he's vulnerable. He, he's, he's admitting that he, has, he is having a bout with fear. Anybody have had your own personal bouts with fear? Every hand in the building should have went up. 
Because if you've never had an encounter with fear, you that man. You got it going on. But we know fear, put up 2 uh, Timothy uh, 1 and 7, because even Paul, of course, he wrote the book of Timothy, and here he is, he's writing Timothy, his spiritual son, and he tells him that stop being timid, because that's another word for fear. Look at this, it says, for God has not, he's telling Timothy, listen, Timothy, Paul has not given us a spirit of fear, because how many you know fear is a spirit? It's a demonic spirit. Matter of fact, fear is demonic faith. Because we know fear, fear and faith is the opposite of fear. Amen? Because you can fear something so bad that it can manifest. Even if you read Job 3.25, Job said, The very thing I have feared has come upon me. The very thing I have dreaded has happened. You can dread something for so long, it will manifest. Don't I always say, if you see it, if you say it, you will see it? That does not just in the positive, but that's in the negative. If you run around here talking about, I'm going to be broke all the days of my life, guess what? If you said it, you're going to see it. You're going to be broke. Because that's what, Proverbs 18 and 21, death and what? Life is in the power of the tongue. Not just life, but death. You can speak death on your future. If you run around talking about my future is bleak, guess what? You're going to have a bleak future. But go back to the second, look at it, for God has not. God has not, which lets me know that that spirit comes from the pit of hell. That that spirit comes from Satan himself. Wants to paralyze you with fear that, so that you won't take risks and go, not go get that education. The, come on, well, well, you, won't, you won't go further into your career. The enemy has convinced you to just play it safe. How many you know the devil is a lie? So he said, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power. The break. He's given us the power to break the chains of fear. What is fear? Fear, the acronym fear is false evidence appearing real. The devil is selling wolf tickets. Can I get a witness up in here? Don't you buy into that. Put up 1 Peter 5 and 8. Let me show somebody something. Look at this, 1 Peter. 1 Peter 5 and, and, and 8. 1 Peter. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, the devil, he walks about like. One translation says, as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour you, but he's going like. He got stripped of his authority some 2,000 plus years ago. So now the only authority that Satan has is the authority that you delegate to him. The only power Satan has is the power that you give him. Because now that Romans 8.31 says, If God be for me, who can be against me? It says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible says you have this treasure in earthen vessels 
treasure, speaking of the presence, the anointing of God. The you've been anointed, appointed, and approved by God. So the only uh, 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 authority that the enemy has, come on, somebody. The Bible says He's given you the what? The keys to the what? Kingdom. And it says, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose from heaven. Keys. When He says, I've given you the keys, that speaks of authority. I've given, I've delegated my authority to you, Reggie. I've, I've delegated my authority to you, Kelly. I've delegated my authority to you, Mira and, and, and Sal and, and Mariah and, and Anthony and Cordell. I've delegated my authority. So why are you tripping? How many of y'all pulled up in this place with your keys? If I tried to go and get in your car with my keys, I couldn't even get in. Why? Because I don't have authority. My keys don't give me authority. See, that's why he's given us all a set of keys. Oh, but they do the same thing. Come on, somebody. Uh-huh. When you leave here, one of the first things you're going to go for is your keys. Where's my keys? I'm going to go get my kids, and I got to get my keys. Come on, somebody. Because this, these keys speak of authority. I'm the only one that can get in this car. You got authority. We got to remember he's given us authority. Don't allow fear to have authority over you. See, Jehoshaphat made up in his mind, yeah, I fear, but I'm not going to let it have dominion over me. In other words, like we were saying, we're not going to let it reign. Even though it comes and uh, uh, confronts me on an occasion, and knocks on my door, can I get a witness? I'm not going to give into it. So even though the fear came, let's look at what he did to shake it. Go back to 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20, verse 3. Look at how he shook it. And Jehoshaphat, he feared. He feared. He was operating in demonic faith. But he set himself to seek the Lord. He began to seek the Lord, which lets me know he began to pray. Do I got any seekers in the place? I didn't say you were seeker friendly. Come on, somebody. Because there's a seeker friendly spirit in the body of Christ. Where, in other words, those that you don't know, seeker friendly is the cotton candy ministry. The bubblegum ministry. That they don't, God is still in the foyer and he's sitting out in the foyer like they won't let me in. We don't want to be like those crazy people and we just oh, twirling and praising God. Shoot, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what God brought me out of. I almost got killed in a laundromat 22 years ago. Then every once in a while my mind goes back to that 22 years and I thank you, Lord. I'll never forget. I was with one of my friends and he was a crip. And we, we, he was in, we were at a, an apartment complex, and this dude was on the car talking about, what up, cuz? And I didn't get down with the gang stuff. I had two parents. You know, my, I, I was loved at home. Because a lot of times people get connected to gangs because of acceptance. And my mom and dad accepted me. So I didn't need acceptance. I didn't have to go out in the streets and look for it. So there are some people that had to do that, but thank God that you found kingdom. Thank God that you found Jesus. Come on, somebody. So, 
my friend like, what up, cuz? And all this, and then the other dude was like, well, what up, blood? And then my friend walks up to the car and just two-pieced him and then stomped him and then took all his jewelry off his neck. And I was like, dang. <laughs> he just did 13 years and just got out. I had to meet him at Target, help him get some money so he can get back on his feet. So we go on the laundromat. Ain't but one way in the laundromat. My back is turned to the door, and I'm shooting dice. And he right there, and I'm shooting. He's like, Reggie. I said, what's up, man? Put your shot down. Let's do this. He's like, dude back. He crying <laughs> with a Uzi. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, that was between you and him. I was like... I ain't down with no set. I was like, you know that? I just shoot dice and chase women and smoke weed and drink Mad Dog 2020 great. But I'm not, I'm not blood and cousin. <laughs> and I want to keep this blood running through my veins. <laughs> and he cocked his gun. I said, wait a minute. Can I leave? He said, no, you ain't going nowhere. I said, oh, this is it. I'm 17 years old. <laughs> and thank God the lady in the laundromat, she started crying. She said, young man, she said, please don't kill them. She said, you kill them? She said, just think you about to do life. Oh, and she wasn't in there. So every once in a while when you see me on the front row my hands slip up in the air, every once in a while when you see me blessing God, I had a close call to death, but I thank God for Psalm 91 and 7 because it said a thousand will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it said it will not come nigh unto me. Somebody that's in this building that you've had a close call, you need to give God a hand praise that God kept you, that God sustains you for such a time as this. Somebody give God a praise. Look at your neighbor and say, God is good. Only if you knew. Close call, but I'm still standing. Come on, somebody. Some of you in this building have had some close calls, but look at you. You're still standing I like that you're standing and you're saying <laughs> but I I know I kind of got away from my message a little bit but I just wanted to share that that's why every once in a while we get a little radical you start thinking about the goodness of God how he's kept you come on you almost committed suicide come on and I ain't even talking about you I'm talking about just your because of your lifestyle you was your own worst enemy, not Satan. But look at this. I didn't give you. He said, uh, uh, this fear. He says, but put that verse 3 back up. It says he feared, but he began to seek the Lord. Don't you lose your seek. Look at you even being here today. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an expression that you are seeking him. That word seek also means that when he began to seek Lord, he was seeking him in prayer. He was seeking him in prayer. Put up Psalm 34 and 17, I believe it is. Look at this, Psalm 34 
and 17. The righteous cry out. That's what uh, Jehoshaphat was doing. He was crying out because he feared, but he began to seek the Lord. He began to pray to the Lord. He began to cry out to the Lord. Why do you think God moved in this place like he did? Because we begin to cry out to him. Y'all begin to cry out. I wasn't even in here. But y'all begin to cry out. You begin to seek him. Because there's something about seeking God that moves the hand of God. But look at this. It says, it says, it says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. I believe that the Lord heard Jehoshaphat. He said, Lord, I got a great multitude that are coming up against me. I don't know what to do, Lord, but I'm seeking you. I'm crying out to you. And the Lord heard him. Put that back up, please. Look at this verse 17. It says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. Look at your neighbor say, he hears, he hears. And he delivers. Not only do he hear, but he delivers. Can I get a witness up in this building? Anybody had to cry out to him and you know he heard you and then he delivered you. Then it says he delivers you out of their trouble, all of your, not just some of your troubles, but he said if you cry out to me, if you seek me, if you pray to me, I will deliver you out of all your troubles. A great multitude are coming against him. But he began to seek the Lord. Let's look at the second thing he did, because my first point is this, that in order for God to expand you, you got to not only be a person of prayer, but you got to be a person at fast. Because we see him seeking the Lord, which means he was praying to the Lord. He was crying out to the Lord. But look at this. Go put that scripture, verse 3, up again. It says not only did he set himself to seek the Lord, it says, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, Anytime you're feeling overwhelmed and you got a great multitude of problems going on in your own personal life, that's a good time to push that plate back. Why? Because Jehoshaphat, he needed to hear from God. He knew two things. If I seek God and if I fast, I'm going to get an answer from God. He's going to give me an answer from the heavens and I'm going to know exactly what I need to do in order to beat these great multitudes that are coming. Matter of fact, this is what God told me to do because we want to we want to be a church that not only fast, we don't want to just fast dur- during these 21 days and to be done. So God put this in my spirit. He said the 16th, this is 20, 2016. So the 16th of every month, that's 11 times in a year that we're going to push our plate back from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. The 16th of every month. Why? Because we want to crush this flesh. We want to put this flesh under subjection. Put up Isaiah 58 and 6 real quick. Because we already talked about, he says, if you, if you cry, he says, if you cry out to me, if you seek me, if you pray to me, I'll deliver you out of all your troubles. But look at this real quick. Is this not the fast that I've chosen? In other words, this is what I've hand-selected. Then it says to loose bonds of wickedness. See, when you fast, you, you loose bonds of wickedness. That's why we went on this fast, because some of us need to get loosed of some stuff. We need to get loose of some things that happened to us in 15. You need to get loose of some disappointment, some, 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 some letdown, amen? Some of us need to get loose from unforgiveness. You've been sitting around harboring stuff against folks for 20-some years, and they dead. And if they ain't dead, they're not even in your life no more, but really they're still in your life because they're under your skin. Look at your neighbor and say, that'll preach. Mm-hmm. 
Then it says that loose bonds of wickedness to undo heavy burdens. We were fasting because it's, we weren't fasting because it's cute and sexy. Fasting is hard. Nobody in this building, oh, pastor, yeah, I, I was just, I was good. For 21 days, you lying. Shoot. I would tell my wife, she'd be like, honey, let's meet at the restaurant at 5 o'clock. No, we're meeting at the restaurant. I need you here in your car. I'm pulling up at 4.30. Because by the time we order the food, y'all better hear. I had a strategy, y'all. I got any people in the building. You, you, you got a strategy. I had a strategy. You're going to meet me at 4. We ain't meeting at 5. Food ain't coming out to 522. I told the people of God 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Praise him. <laughs> but the whole reason why we went on this fast, we didn't go on this fast because it's cute and sexy. No, you have people standing on the corner back in Matthew talking about, we're fasting. And Jesus said, that's your reward. You got a chance to tell everybody. You just wanted to showboat that you deep. That's not why we went on a fast. We went on a fast to kill this nasty flesh. Because this flesh is a trip. Can I get a witness up in here? It plays mind games with us. Amen? So we want to bring this stuff into subjection, this mind into subjection. So go, go back to my text, though. It says in, in 58 and 6, it to, to, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. During this fast, it's tough for you to get free of some things. Then it says, and that you break every yoke when you fast. You're, see, 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 Josephat had a, a yoke on him called fear. It says, and he feared. Amen. He was fearing what was going to take place when he heard the great multitude were coming. But he did two things. He began to seek the Lord. In other words, he began to pray. He began to cry out to God. And number two, he began to fast. Because anytime you're going through a crisis, that's a great time to push your plate back so you can begin to get an answer from heaven on what you should do in your crisis. Because they were getting ready to be dead meat. Didn't I mention that earlier? They were getting ready to be dead. You know what I'm saying? So go back to verse 3 again, and then we're going to move on to the next. And Joseph feared, and he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So he had everybody on the same page. He was like, listen, we all, we got to do this collectively, or are we all dead? So number one, in order for God to expand you, you got to be a person of prayer. You got to be a person that fasts. Amen? Even we can go into this whole prayer thing. James 5.16 says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Isaiah 51 and, or 59 and 1 says his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear. So we got to be people of prayer. Amen. Even the Bible says in uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, uh, 5 and 17, it says that we're to pray without ceasing. Don't let a day go by where you're not praying. Amen. Amen. There it is right there. Pray without ceasing. There's a scripture right there. Hallelujah. Thank you back there for that are following me. Hallelujah. So number two, go to verse, uh, go to verse uh, 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 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we, we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes, our eyes are on you. 
Stay locked in. Don't get distracted. He said our eyes are on you. You want God to expand you? You got to keep your eyes on him. Remember Peter made a decision to get out the boat and what happened? The Bible says he began to walk on water. Out of all the other disciples, everybody else made a decision to play it safe but Peter. But he gets out the boat, he's walking on water, but what happened? When he took his eyes off Jesus, what happened? He began to sink. That's what happens with us, people of God. When we take our eyes off God, we begin to sink. So when you got a great multitude of problems in your own personal life, individually, and you want God to expand you, keep your eyes on God. Pastor, you mean to tell me when my money ain't touching and agreeing, I got to keep my eyes on God? That's exactly what I'm saying. Pastor, you mean to tell me when I lose my job and I'm between jobs, you're telling me I got to keep my eyes on God? That's exactly what I'm saying. Pastor, when I get a bad report from the doctor and they tell me I got high blood pressure, come on somebody, and you mean to tell me I got to keep my eyes? Not only that, but you got to stay away from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Y'all don't understand, I love Kentucky Fried Chicken. But when they diagnosed me with, with uh, high blood pressure years ago, and the man told me to stay away from fried stuff, when I pull up and got to get grilled chicken, I'd be mad. But I haven't had fried in years. Oh, but I'll be tearing up that baked chicken. You just have to adapt and adjust. Can I get, I shall live, come on, and not die. I'm not going to let Kentucky Fried Chicken take me out of here premature. Can I get a witness up in here? Don't be, see, every time, not everything is spiritual. It's some things that we just got to do in the natural. You got to stay away from that pig sometime. Can I get, as much as I love them, I'll take some asparagus. Come on, somebody. Oh, he pre I'm preaching now. <laughs> And then we burying jokers at 43, talking about it was just the will of God. No, they ate their way out of here. Ain't been near a treadmill in, in a gazillion years. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Put up Galatians 4.16. Put up Galatians 4.16. Put up Galatians. Have I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. I owe it to you as your pastor to give you truth. Amen. Let's, tight, let's tighten it up. Let's tighten it up. Amen. Hallelujah. So number two, we got to keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. Because of time, I got to go to number three because I got five. So number one, in order for God to expand you, you got to be a person of prayer and a person of fast. That fast is number two, keep your eyes on the Lord. Look at that again. Look at verse 12. But our eyes, even though the great multitude, even though we don't have po the power to go up against this great multitude, our eyes are upon you. In other words, don't lose your focus. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen? Keep your eye. God, but Pastor, God has shown me some things in my future. and It just logically don't even make sense that it can even manifest. I got a word for you. If you keep your eyes on the Lord, he will blow your mind. He will do Ephesians 3.20 exceedingly, abundantly, above. What's interesting, that scripture says he's able to do exceedingly. He's able means he has the capability. If you keep doing the natural, he will do the super. Super is trying to hook up with natural. 
So if you do the natural thing, if you walk it out, he'll work it out. How many of you believe that on this morning? If you walk it out, he'll work it out. Let's get to this third thing because of time. Look at this. Look at verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. But I want to focus on two words. Right after position yourself, it says stand still. My third point is that if you want God to expand you, you got to be a person of prayer, a person that fasts. You got to be an individual that keeps your eyes on God when you're going through multiple problems personally. Number three is that you got to stand still. Is that what the text says? It says position yourself. Go, 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 position yourself. Stand still. Some of these battles aren't ours. You got to be like, Lord, you got to get vulnerable. Lord, this is too big for me. You got to deal with this. You said, Lord, vengeance is yours. You said, you repay. This is too big for me. You go ahead and do you. I'm just going to stand still. And then look how I look at it. Look at it backwards. Still stand. You got to still stand even when you don't see results right offhand. You got to keep your eyes on God when you don't see results right offhand. Amen. You got to fast and pray when you still don't see results. But it says, stand still. Put up Psalm 46 and 10. This is, uh, look at how these scriptures go hand in hand. Look at this. So it says, stand still. Then it says, be still. The word be still means to be undisturbed. Even when Jehoshaphat says, stand still, when God said, in verse 17, stand still, he's saying, be, don't, don't be disturbed. Just position yourself. Remember, I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. I, I got you. There it is right there. Then it says, you don't, need the, you don't even need a battle in this one. I, I got this. Just position yourself. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Oh, you then, then, but look, be still and know. It didn't just say be still. It said be still and know. Do you know? Do you have a knower in your spirit that he's God, that he's all you need? I got God on my side. Yeah, the odds are against me, but I got God on my side. I might be the underdog, but I'm under God. So I'm just going to be still. Look at that. Be still and know. Be still and know. You got to have a knower in you that I'm God. Then he said, I will be exalted among the nations. So he's saying, listen, I'm about to exalt you. I'm going to be exalted in the nations. Matter of fact, I'm going to use you. I just need you to be still. Be undisturbed. Don't trip. Keep your eyes on me. Just keep fasting and praying. Stand still. I got this. Position yourself. Amen? So those are the three things right now that has to happen in order for God to expand you. You got to be a person to prayer, a person to fast. You got to be a person that uh, uh, keeps your eyes on the Lord. And you got to just stand still. Be still and know that he's God. Can I give you the fourth thing? Look at verse 20 real quick. Look at verse 20. Then it says... So they rose early in the morning, and they went into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood, and he said, Hear me, O God, hear me, O Judah, O you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe. Somebody say believe. In the Lord your God, and I, 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 you shall be established. Somebody say believe a second time. Say believe. His prophets, and you shall prosper. 
and you shall prosper. The word believe means that I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Isn't it interesting that it says if you believe God, I'll establish you. But if you believe his prophets, I will prosper you. See, a lot of people don't want to receive this. I don't perceive that in this service. But do you realize the level of your prosperity is connected to me? Because I'm your prophet. I'm the pastor. I'm the set man of the house. Somebody might be logically thinking, Pastor, how, are you, how could you say that? See, you need to get out of logic. You need to come out of your humanity and get in the spirit. Because I'm not just a man. I'm a God man in the earth. And so are you. Because God men are attracted to God men. And God women are attracted to God women and God men. Because you understand who you run with is a prophecy of your future. And we are a church that thinks out of the box. We are a church that thinks big. We are a church that people know that's a word church. When people want to try to break down what kind of ministry kingdom is, oh, they, they believe in the word. That man just be quoting scripture. He'll walk in Bible. You better believe it. And see, the Bible says not to just be hearers of the word, but be ye doers of the word. In other words, we got to take what we hear and we got to apply it. And Jehoshaphat told the people, listen, number one, the multitude are coming, a great multitude. And then he began to declare fast and they began to seek God. Then he said, listen, yeah, they coming. We ain't got no power against these folk, but you know what? We're going to keep our eyes on God. Then he told them, let's just stand still. Let's position ourselves. See the salvation of the Lord. Then he tells them, if you believe God, he said, I'll establish you. But if you believe your prophet, if you believe I'm that man that I say I am, God going to prosper you. You better believe there had to be some people thinking logic in that crowd. I think some people were kind of like, hmm, did this brother just say, if God, if we believe God, he'll establish us. But if we believe him, him, who is he? And God going to prosper us? Even Jesus, when they didn't believe Jesus, he said, if you don't believe me for who I am, he said, believe me for my work's sake. In other words, he was saying, look at my fruit. Look, he's like, listen, I've been going and putting mud puddles and putting in people's eyes and they've been getting healed. Come on, somebody. I done went to some lady's house and a little 12-year-old girl was dead and I walked in there and told her, get up. She sleep. Get up, girl. Come on. He said, believe me for my fruit. I can say that too. If you don't believe me for who I am, look at my fruit. Look at my influence that comes from heaven. And that's why everybody can't be a pastor or a prophet. Put up Ephesians 4, uh, 11. Look at this real quick. Ephesians 4, 11. Look at this. And he, and he said to himself, he gave some. Somebody say some. It didn't say all. If, if he would have called all to be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, teacher, he said some, because anything with two heads is a freak. That's why there's no confusion. I'm the pastor. I'm the set man of the house. She's the co-pastor. Now, if I get up there and say that every Sunday, there's obviously a level of insecurity within myself that I got to remind y'all who I am. 
I don't get up here talking about I'm pastor still. Come on, man. And then no man put me in this place either. I stepped out with her check 11 years ago. It was God ordained. So don't get confused with, confused with man and God man. So it says, if you believe God, go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm getting ready to close here in just a minute. I'm going to give you the fifth point. But look at that. It says, if you believe in the Lord your God, he says, I'm going to establish you. But if you believe his prophet, you shall, that means without doubt, prosper. What does the word prosper mean? It means to be whole and complete. God wants you to be whole and complete. I believe there's three areas where God wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper in your health. Can I get a witness up in here? He wants you to prosper in your emotions, and he wants you to prosper financially too. Those are the three areas where he wants you to prosper. It would be a travesty for you to have a pocket full of money, but you sick all the time. That means you're not prospering in your health. It would be a travesty for you to have millions of dollars, but your emotions is shot. You're not prospering in your emotions. Every time we turn around, you let somebody get under your skin. That means you haven't been delivered from people. That means you're not prospering and your emotions. So those are the three areas where God wants you to prosper. Your emotions, your health, and in your finances. So let's look at this last thing. So, and I know some people were like, this brother just said we got to keep our eyes on God. We got to fast and pray. We got to stand still. And then this brother said, if we believe him, God going to prosper us. Do this brother know we got a great multitude coming? They on their way. But look at this next verse. Look at verse 21. And when he consulted with the people, he appointed those who, sh who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the, Lord, the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army where they were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now, isn't it interesting that they says they appointed those who should sing to the Lord. Then it says, and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. So that lets me know. That Jehoshaphat, he did two things. He said, wait a minute, okay. Now, I, I think the people really thought he had the spirit of weird. Because now you got people with swords and shields and javelins coming. They coming. A great multitude. And then this brother said, we're going to sing our way out of this one. They looking at him like, is this brother stuck on stupid and parked on dumb? We know these people got a reputation. They kick butt and take names, and they come in. And you talking about, where's the singers? Where's the praisers? And it's interesting. He, he, because, see, everybody's wired different. Because, see, the more, majority of us up in here can't sing. Oh, but we can praise. Oh, we had an evidence of that on today. Because praise is what caused God to move today. It was a little bit of singing. And a lot of praise. Where's my singer? I got any singers from the praise team. They in here. Come on, come on, y'all. See, they, these people can sing. You know how there's people that can sing, but then you got people that can sing. So they, God used them to usher in the move of God. And then we just bought in. And we was like, shoot, I'm about to get mine in soon. Can I get a witness at the 930? Y'all like, shoot, they singing it. They ain't just singing, they sang. We about to tap. Do you feel the presence of God? We about to tap in. And then, and then people like Greg who can't sing. Come on. 
He was like, shoot, these people singing. I'm about to praise. They sing. They wired to sing, but I'm wired to praise. I can't sing my way out of a paperback sack, but I'll praise my way out of my jam. Do I have anybody? Come here, Daryl Webb, Minister Webb. This brother can't sing a lick. Oh, but he, oh, where's your tambourine at? But he came in here. I, I, I can't sing. If you ever talk to him, I see him at the barbershop. He'd be like, hey, pastor. Oh, say it again. Praise the Lord. We're not, we're not putting him over here. Oh, but he's a praiser. Minister Frank, come on over here. Can't sing a lick. Oh, but he's a praiser. Oh, he's a praiser. Hank, come here. He can't sing, but he's a praiser. Gerald, come over here. Larry, come on over here. Can't sing. Oh, he lying in the church. He said, I can sing. I can. Well, why you ain't over there then? Shakespeare said to thy own self, be true. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but I can just see the enemy, the multitude coming. And Jehoshaphat, the set man, the prophet, he said, listen, if we fast and pray, we got this, y'all. If we keep our eyes on God and stand still, and if y'all believe I'm the set man, the prophet of God, God, he said, if you, if you believe him, he said, he's going to establish you. But if you believe me, that I'm the man of God that I say I am, he's going to prosper us. So I can see him saying, come here, singers. Come here, praisers. One to put a thousand to flight. Two, ten thousand. Three, a hundred thousand. Four, a million. See, together we're better. You can be seated. How many of you know together we're better? Do I have any praisers? You might not be able to sing. Oh, but I know. I got some praisers in the house. And when they begin to sing and they begin to praise God, look what happened. 22, it says, now they began to sing and praise. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sarah who had come against Judah and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon, Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Sarah to utterly kill and destroy them and when, when they made an end to the inhabitants of Sarah, they helped destroy one another. Satan's little imps, they come together and collaborate to how to get us and we begin to praise God oh they begin to turn on each other they be looking at each other can you believe this they money ain't touching and agreeing they know that electric bill do and they done had the audacity to start praising God I thought they were gonna crumble but look at them talking about he shall supply all my needs And then, because they begin to sing and praise God and they turn on one another, look what happens in verse 25. Look what happens in verse 25. When Jehoshaphat and his people 
came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance. Somebody say an abundance of valuables. Remember, he said, if you believe God, I'll establish you. Oh, but if you believe the prophet, I'll prosper you. So they had an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies, precious jewelry, precious, not, not that rinky-dink stuff, not 24 carat. come on somebody. It said precious, I'm talking Rolexes, come on somebody. Which they stripped off for themselves. Look at this, look at this, keep going. More than they could even carry away. And they, 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 who was they, Pastor? The ones that was faster than praying? They, the ones that kept their eyes on God. They, the ones who made a decision to stand still. They, the ones that believed the prophet. They, the ones that didn't lose their praise. They were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Somebody say so much. There is so much more that God wants to do in your life. Matter of fact, some of y'all might not agree with this, but he wants to spoil you. Is that, it's, put, put the scripture back up. Put the scripture back up. They were three days gathering the spoil. The spoil. You can go back, go back, the spoil. The spoil. They were gathering the spoils. Look at that. It says the people came to take away their spoil. Three days. Because it was so much. So like God spoiled them. The minute they began to fast and pray. The minute that they kept their eyes on God and said, you know what, we're just going to be still and know. And then they was like, we're going to believe this man of God, even though it's kind of crazy and kind of bizarre that he would say that let's get some singers and some praisers. We're against some people that's got javelins. We're just going to make up in our mind. We ain't going to lose our praise even when we're between a rock and a hard place. Praise is what I do. Come on. Psalm 34 and 1. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be at all times. I can see them just praising. I can just see praise going to a whole nother dimension. And next thing they know, they looked over the hill and they see jokers turning on one another. And I can just see them stripping stuff like, dang. Dang. My God in heaven. You see this Rolex? The Lord that spoiled me. Then say they gathered the spoil. Let's keep it 100. We came up with this term called money. The Bible calls it spoils. This church is 11 years and 20-something days old. God has spoiled us. I would say 99% of everything I've asked God for, he's done it. He's given it to us. Only thing he ain't done yet that I've asked him to do that hasn't happened is pay off the building. But Jesus, we ain't owned it but for 30-something days. That's next. But we got to keep fasting. We got to keep praying. We got to keep our eyes on him. We got to stand still and know that he is God. You can't lose your praise in the crisis. And you got to believe God that he'll establish you. But if you believe his prophet, he will prosper you. Come on, if you receive God's word today, let's give God a hand praise on today. Hallelujah. High five two or three people and tell them don't lose your praise. 
Don't lose your praise. I know the majority of us in this building, we are not singers. Oh, but my God in heaven, we got some praisers at kingdom. Let's just give God a 15-second praise. Where's my praisers? I want to see my praisers. I might not be able to sing, but I'll praise my way out of my predicament. I'll praise my way out of this jail. every head bowed. Father, we thank you for this word. Seal it in our hearts today, God. We thank you, God, that you're expanding us, oh God. Just like you did it for Jehoshaphat. And we thank you that you declare in Hebrews 13 and 8, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you did it for Jehoshaphat, you would do it for us. If you did it for Joseph, you would do it for us. If you did it for Daniel, you would do it for us. If you did it for David, you would do it for us. I decree that even right now. Glory. Sing that for a minute. traveling mercies over your people in Jesus name and everybody said amen we love you